previously on Libel the Bible. I expose my litmus test for human worth. I expose my litmus test for feedback. Abigail exposes her litmus test of giant heaving bosoms. David exposes himself. <laughs> nah, just kidding. But he does marry the heaving bosom lady. We get another version of Saul's attack on David. Scott's enraged by David's war crimes. Akish states that David will never be loved by the Israelites and declares David as his slave. And now, episode 81 of Libel the Bible. Press the record button. We're we're on the air. Oh, oh. <laughs> so sure, dead air. We're um, <laughs> it's it's a new experiment that we're starting. We're, we're we're just gonna sit here for an hour and not really say anything. We're gonna play cards and uh, we want to see if we gain listeners. Yo, man, I'm sorry. I started dozing off, man. We started really late tonight, man. I'm Rusty. I am Scott, and I get what I get, and I don't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get very upset. <laughs> I kind of get upset too. As guy and I, I want to. I want. I think if I got to look, look back at all the titles I've given myself and like f- come clean, like and find out like how many of them are lies. They're just fucking lies. Well, like I'm not the master of potions. <laughs> well, I, I don't keep any keys, and I do get upset when I get what I get. So I don't know right. how. Like I don't know how fucking genuine I am, man. In fairness, do you think people are taking any of those <laughs> titles seriously? You don't think someone's like, oh, I know that guy Scott. Yeah, yeah, he's the keeper of the keys, man. Yeah, it's a, you're not like one of those like people that's like signing next to the mayor during like an emergency and faking the fact that they're signing. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't think people are coming to you for any kind of serious advice. Oh, so I'm not a serious person. Not to be taken seriously. Well, what's the name of the show, Scott? Libel the Bible. Exactly. I don't think anybody should be taking this seriously. <laughs> How are our libelites doing, man? Have you heard from any libelites lately? No, I haven't heard from any libelites so lately. You pissed off the last Is one. Is that what huh? we're calling them? We're calling them libelites. We gotta call them something. Yeah, but you unilaterally all of a sudden drop that name in. Yo, was it a test? Were you testing that name out? Because if no. you were testing that name out, no, I'm gonna put an end to that shit. No, right no, now. no, 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 no. No, here's what it is. Yes, I'm, I'm decreeing. That our listeners, yeah. as well as ourselves, mm-hmm. are libelites. Until someone comes up with something better. You don't get to cancel. You don't get to re- repeal and replace Obamacare without something to replace it with. So you don't get to repeal and replace libelites without something to replace it with. You can't repeal it without a replacement. All right. So I'm just going to say this, and then we can move on. You are very lucky <laughs> that I don't have the brain capacity tonight to argue with you, because if I did... I would have a perfect response to that that would last probably at least 10 or 15 minutes. What, what, what are you, what are you, what are you going to say? Something whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're going to say something like, um, no, that's bullshit. We can't take guns away. We can't restrict guns in any way. Well, what is the solution? Well, I don't have one, but your solution's bullshit. <laughs> well, how about we try mine until you come up with something better? Because doing nothing ain't working. All right. So we either call them libelites or thoughts and prayers. What do you want to call them? Thoughts, thoughts and prayersites. All right. So the working title. Is libelite. Scott, libelite. Has, Scott has won his case simply through exhausting me beyond caring. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Scott. Thanks, so, libelite. Man. So, welcome, libelites. 
<laughs> All right, when you say it like that, it's not very appealing. But uh, yeah, listen, okay. well, until you come up with something better. Listen, one of the most beloved mascots in all of professional sports now is a mascot named Gritty. Do you know Gritty? I have no idea. Okay. Gritty was this, like, giant orange bug-eyed monster who became a mascot, like, four or five years ago for the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL. And everyone thought it was the worst goddamn thing in the world. And within, like, a year, everyone was in love with Gritty because— Is he, like, a triangle shape? No. He's, like, a big, like, Grimace, but not, like, he's more fuzzy than Grimace. (laughs) And he's orange, and he's got big bug eyes, and he wears, like, (laughs) Flyers gear. Okay. You know? Um— But the point is this. People fucking love this guy because Gritty, he's crazy because of the bug eyes and the way he looks. Like, whoever plays Gritty took advantage of the look and what people goofed on. He turned it into, like, a psychopath. So Gritty is, like, a psychopathic sort of, like, mascot, you know? So think of, like, the Philly fanatic with a gun, kind of, you know? Like, that kind of thing. (laughs) The Philly fanatic. Now that's a freak right there. So my point is that right now, we're calling them libelites, and everyone's laughing, right? Mm. But really, you're going to be proven to be a genius. It's going to catch on. All right, who's laughing though? I'm laughing. Nobody's <laughs> even heard this yet. I mean, I hope our audience is laughing. We're four minutes in. Like someone should have laughed by now, because if they're not laughing, and we're like almost five minutes in, it's a problem. So you're saying this is a comedy show? We're trying to make people laugh? It's a serious discussion about serious matters. I mean... Humor might come along with it, but that's not the goal of the show. Especially, you know my track record on telling jokes, man. They flop miserably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the airports. Not here. The audience loves you here. All right, good. Good Good to hear. I mean, but they're measuring you against me, so it's not that hard for you to be beloved Uh, when I'm, like, across from you. Yeah, the bar's pretty low. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I'm pretty odious to people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So in a follow-up to something that we may have discussed uh, previously, my outrage at not being able to make fucking pizza correctly. Okay. I don't remember that. You don't remember me going off on the guy in the pizzeria saying, like, you're giving me burnt pizza? Yeah, but that's not what you just said. You just said what did I say? me making pizza correctly. Oh. I went off on a rant about me making pizza correctly. I don't know if any, any of that was said, but let's just, let's just start over. I mean, you remember we recorded rant, it. You remember the rant I made about pizza, right? <laughs> yes. And the lack of ability, like, four fucking ingredients, you can't get it right? Absolutely. So, you know, they're still digging out Pompeii, right? They still have archaeological shit going on in Pompeii, like thousands of fucking years after this damn thing erupted. I assume they're digging extremely slowly, not to disturb anything, so it probably is going to take a long time. Really? You don't think it's that Mediterranean lifestyle? Well, you work for an hour, (laughs) you sleep for an hour. You work for an hour, you drink a bottle of wine. Jesus, Scott. You don't think it's that? Yeah, Jesus. I ain't think you went there. Yeah, Jesus. You sound like the senator from Godfather 2, remember, like in the Lake Tahoe house, when he's like, your type's coming around here. I don't know it, With man. your greasy hair and your olive oil voice. I wasn't talking about the way they look. I was talking about their poor work ethic. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so they're, they're, they're digging out Pompeii still. Yeah. They became across a fresco, which is like a, like a, painting, a, wall painting. On a painting on a wall, basically. Yeah. And um, not basically like that sort of. And they going. found like a possible pizza ancestor. They had a picture of like a, on a table a round flatbread <laughs> with like 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 fruits and shit on top of right. it. I don't know, fruits and vegetables. Right. 
right? They didn't have they didn't have tomatoes was at the there, time. Was like, a picture of, like, Frank Sinatra on the wall? <laughs> and some guy or came Joe in, DiMaggio. So he came in and said, yo, how come there's no black guys on the wall, man? Right. <laughs> so uh, That's a do-the-right thing reference yeah. for everyone out there. Yeah. So <laughs> de-energizes. So anyway, they found a picture of basically an ancient pizza from 2,000 fucking years ago. Again, no cheese, no tomatoes, because they didn't, you know, they didn't do that, that back then. Not for then. nothing, but Pompeii seemed like a super fucking cool place to have fucking live. They had, like, everything in Pompeii. Like, based on, like, the, the fucking graffiti that they had and just, like, you know, the frozen people that they found <laughs> doing, like, all different things. I have, next time I go to a pizzeria and get served a shitty pizza, I'm going to say they found a Pompeian yeah. frozen in fucking dust making a better pizza than you right. just fucking served I would me. rather eat. <laughs> the picture. I would rather eat the wall, the fresco picture, than your shitty pizza. And not have a glass of water to wash it down with. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, pizza in New York, man, we is now the most just, overrated yeah, thing I just, ever. I just wanted to follow up on that yeah. because yeah, I was definitely thinking, like, what the F? Um, I'll tell you this. So my boy, Noah, he finished a season of hockey, and he got burnt out he he's like he puts his entire heart into it like he really like like, he competes but like to an inappropriate level so we're trying to like he's a thoroughbred that needs to be like reined in emotionally um so he got burned out from playing hockey so he's still into playing hockey but he says he doesn't want to play league what he's recently gotten into is tennis so i went out and i got um we all got rackets so amy got a racket i got a racket noah got a racket um, so for those in the audience, watch I, out for them Rico charges. <laughs> oh, because of rackets, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. That's good, Scott. Uh, thank you for explaining that. I <laughs> definitely would have only caught that on the replay. Yeah, and I would have quickly ignored it on the replay. Yeah. Also, yeah, you should have ignored it here. Keep it moving. <laughs> so you got rackets. <laughs> See, we got the rackets. <laughs> um, now for. Those of you in the audience who don't know, uh, back in my adolescence, like early adolescence into late adolescence, I played tennis at like a fairly, like fairly high level. Like, you know, for like, I I would say like in the world, I was top 1%. If there were 4 billion people in the world, you know, I was what's 4 million is like 1%. I was top 1% tennis player in the world, at least, at least. So you were better at playing tennis than we are are at podcasting. Because we're only like top 10% of a podcaster. Well, podcasting is um, subjective. You know what I mean? Whereas tennis is a little more objective because there's a score. There's like an actual rules. And this is just people's taste. Okay. So we deserve to be in the 0.5% of the top fucking podcast. I get what I get and I don't get upset, right? Yeah. Go listen to that piece of shit podcast that fucking any celebrity has. Not listen, Joe <laughs> Rogan. I'll tell you this about Joe Rogan. I just he's, want his audience, man. He's I have a complete no beef with idiot. Him. Joe Rogan's a complete idiot. I don't even idiot, know him, man. I don't even but know. But he's curious, and that's what makes him dangerous because he's so oh. popular. People go on there because he has such a large audience, and he's curious. He doesn't really have an agenda, and people just fill his head with like conspiracies and nonsense. And like because he's a curious guy, like he absorbs that, mm. you know. Um, I don't want to go off on tangents, so get back to your rackets. So I was a pretty good tennis player. So now my son, he's gotten into tennis all of a sudden. Like a few months ago, he was like, I, out of nowhere, he was like, I want to play tennis. 
And now, like, he's been watching Wimbledon. Wimbledon just ended, so he was watching that. So we went out and got rackets. But rather than going to the tennis court, because I grew up on courts, I know, rather than going to a tennis court where fucking, you know, you buy three balls, he, he's going to take three swings, and then you're going to spend the next, like, minute and a half going after the ball. Then you're going to throw it to him. He's going to hit it again because he's not going to hit it to you. You understand? Gotcha. There's yeah. not going to be any yeah. rallies. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be. Yeah, so he's we got to learn how to swing the so racket So we went first. to a handball court. That makes sense. So we're playing against the handball court. So Good he's one. learning technique. I'm teaching him technique. You know, I'm teaching him forehand, how to grip the forehand, about the follow-through footwork. So he's playing against the wall. So we're all playing against the wall. So all this, the whole lead-up was to the fact that I am now, at that age, where fucking moving is not something I want to do. Mm. And I can't figure out if it's because I'm at that age or... If it's because I've been so sedentary, which I really haven't lately because I, I, I spent like the entire season playing hockey from September to like fucking June. I played hockey mm. like every week I was playing hockey. So not that sedentary, but like on the court, you know, like stomping around and swinging a racket and like all of that. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to like move and I could see why people play pickleball. Or whatever that's called now. Pickleball? Yeah, yeah, yeah pickleball. pickleball. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, okay, listen, man. You're, you're always like an athletic type. It'll come back to you if you, if you well, have to tough it out for your kid. It's not about like coming back to me. It's just it's about my body, like yeah, not come, being there anymore on. and the frustration. Dude, you don't have to tell me, man. I, I have been sedentary, so now I just started getting on my bike, riding a little bit. And, dude, it's exhausting. I, like It's nothing for my heart rate to hit 165 pedaling five blocks yes for me it's not so much the it's not the cardio for me especially now that i'm not smoking for me it's more about the aches and pains of like my lower back Mm, or like my joints or Mm. you know what i mean like that's what it is for me practice some self-care man go take a hot shower a hot bottle bubble bath go get some acupuncture well i take hot showers that's standing up you need to like relax and chill like a sitting shower? Yeah, like, like, yeah they call it a bath. <laughs> oh, I, that's gross, man. It's totally a gross. A bath is just like laying in your own fucking dirty water. Why do people take baths? Shower first, get clean, then fill up the bathtub and lay in clean water. <laughs> I don't want to lay in a bath after <laughs> I shower. I listen to you. I don't want to. I'm just saying. Now you're like, you're coming up with like rationale for your shitty idea. All right. Baths. No, really. All right, don't bathe. No, I'm going to say this. <laughs> if anyone, if any of our um, libelites, that's what we're calling them? Yeah, that's what we're calling right. them. That's I, what I, they're I, called. I, that was genuine. No, no, I, that wasn't yeah. a snarky. That wasn't snarky. That was genuine. I forgot for a second. It's all right. Go ahead. I mean, the context of me forgetting is not unbelievable, right, Scott? No, you forgot what time we fucking start recording tonight. Okay, I did not forget. <laughs> we had that conversation ahead of time. All right. Now I'm off my game. Now I forgot. Now yeah. I'm off. So the handball wall is going to beat you, right? So I'm just, uh, you know. Yeah, you're at the I'm age, old. man. I'm I hear old. you. All right. With that, I'm going to segue a little into the Bible here. Really? So I was hanging out with some neighbors, and they were drunk. It's already a problem. <laughs> I already foresee already a major drunk. problem. They're already drunk. So um, somebody like exclaimed, like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, hey, speaking of Jesus Christ, have you heard about the popular podcast called Libel to Bible? You know, 
guy already knows know I have a podcast. So I broke to him that uh you know, what? I broke it to him that David You brokered to him? Broke it to him. Oh, broke it. Oh, okay, okay. Like that, that news. That okay. Davy yeah, and yeah. Goliath, Dave of Davy and Goliath fame, Davy was gay. Was gay. Right? Then I was like, maybe he wasn't gay, but he was definitely experimental. We, we had gay this things. conversation. We did, right? Yeah. So I'm getting to that. Okay. So we uh followed up, I ran to that same neighbor today. And his wife was telling me that um when they were growing up, they go to church all the time. They were not allowed to read the Bible. So I said, what do you mean you weren't allowed to read the Bible? And she's like, yeah, because it had to be spoon-fed to us in the way the Catholic Church wanted to spoon-feed it to us. We were not allowed to read the Bible as children. Uh, Late 50s? Okay. Just thought it was interesting. Do you know why I ask? No. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but up until the 19, like, 50s, late 50s, I would say, late, like, late 50s, Mm -hmm. um... It was in Latin. Bibles were in Latin. Right, right. You had mentioned that. And then yeah. they had like that big convention in the 1960s called by one of these popes. And one of the things that came out, because they were trying to modernize, they were like losing fucking Catholics around the world. Well, I, 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 was the assu- I was under the assumption that it wasn't because it was written in a foreign language. It was, yeah, like, it was about they were just like hiding and, it yeah. from them. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty interesting. So that was it. You didn't have any like response to that. You didn't say anything. There were no follow up questions. This, what, what? You just like listened to that information and it, went it, on it, to whatever pizza honestly, conversation. It, it, it literally happened like five minutes before you got here tonight. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't really have time to get into it, but I just thought it was. You should have invited them in, man. We could have fucking had our first guest impromptu. I mentioned that to her <laughs> husband. <laughs> You were right, man. Yeah, that was more perfect. Impromptu <laughs> guests. Yeah, um, we almost had one. Yeah, because he he said he was going to start reading the Bible. Oh, it's a he. No, no. Well, it was, it was both of them. It was he and she. Oh, why wouldn't you? Well, so why he? Why not she? Because he said he wants to start taking up. All right, so there's more to the story. He said to her apparently when they were on vacation, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to start reading the Bible, and she was like, why don't you just hang out with the guy next door and read it every week on that fucking podcast <laughs> he talks about? <laughs> I know the couple you're talking about. <laughs> I know the couple you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's uh, fucking hilarious. Yes, yes. I'm glad you pushed me because I don't know if I was even going to get to that part of it. Right. You know. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he should. You should tell him, don't even read the Bible. Just listen to the fucking show. Yeah, we'll, we'll spoon feed you, you what you need to hear. You'll have some fucking laughs and you'll fucking learn all about the Bible. And you know what? We don't even spoon feed anymore. We read the whole fucking thing now. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Best of both yeah. worlds, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Right. You want to get into the Bible? <sighs> yeah, I guess, man. Right. So uh, I mislabeled the episode that we uploaded, episode 80. I mislabeled it um, going up to Samuel 28, but it actually only goes up to Samuel 27. First Samuel 27. So today we will be doing First Samuel 28. If there has been any confusion. And it's one of them chapters that I feel like the first paragraph should have belonged to the previous chapter anyway. Right. There's there's no so, heading. Right. Yeah, so, so for those of you, um, you know, with your Bibles, uh, we will. Why are you laughing? You're the one that's always pushing like, oh, this is a serious, like biblical discussion. Show. I was thinking. And I'm something. always the one shitting on it. But he, yet here you are laughing. I was thinking about Qbert not being able to turn the lights off. On it's the almost like you're fucking gaslighting me and the audience. Yeah. Yeah. What's for, your agenda, Scott? For, for, what is my agenda? Exactly. What is my end game here? Because I don't, I don't see why I'm doing it. This, this, is, eight, this is episode eighty-one. Forget your end game. Fucking What's weeks? your what? exit strategy? That's what know. you should be worried about. Just, like everyone else in my life, you'll just fade away and leave me. 
that's that went fucking <laughs> dark real fast. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I haven't faded away yet. So, like, you know, I've known you for quite many years. Yeah, the good ones fucking fade away. <laughs> Bad ones <laughs> never go away. <laughs> that's fucked up shit, man. Yeah. All right. You ready? First Samuel 28. In those days, what are you laughing at? <laughs> just, man, just, yo, man, focus. I, I'm, I'm reading. <clears throat> In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces for war to fight against Israel. Achish said to David, You know, of course, that you and your men are to go out with me in the army. David said to Achish, Very well. Then you shall know what your servant can do. Achish said to David, Very well. I will make you my bodyguard for life. Who the fuck was Achish again? Is he a king? So it was in our previously on. For some reason, Achish sounds like was like a Philistine king that David made like a pact with for whatever reason. I don't remember why. And then he fucking killed, like massacred all these people. Mm. You went off like on a rant about like David, how he's like worse than a Southern general, right? And fucking um, Achish was like, because David went to war against his own people, they will never fucking love him. They will never respect him. He is now my fucking slave. We did that actually in our previous line. That was the last line that you read. Yeah. Wow, that was what, 10 minutes ago? Less. (laughs) All right. All right. Soul consults a medium. Oh, shoot. Did you hear about that? It was on the news the other day. The the, the little. um, Oh, my God. It was a news. Just forget it. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I'm just tripping all over myself. Just go ahead. Just go ahead, man. Just just start reading. You want me to read? Yeah, please. I need a break. Saul consults a medium. All right. 1 Samuel 28, verse 3. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. Saul had expelled the mediums and the wizards from the land. The Philistines assembled and came and encamped at Shunem. Saul gathered all Israel, and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. (laughs) When Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, not by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Seek out for me a woman who is a medium, so that I may go to her and inquire of her. His servant said to him, There is a medium at Endor. What, the Ewok moon? (laughs) That's that's why I knew we didn't read this, because somebody would have made an Ewok joke about this. Oh, but I remember what I was going to say. Did you hear about the the little psychic that escaped from prison? The psychic that escaped from prison? No. The the little psychic. The little psychic, no. Yeah, the small medium at large. Good joke, Scott. That's the joke that you couldn't think of that you stumbled. You know through. what? Because I was like, I was like, how do I? You can't say midget. You can't say dwarf. You can't say. But you're like, saying all of those things. But I'm not saying. I'm saying you, you are can't saying say them, them. But I'm not saying them the way. No, that, you are I'm not saying, saying them, them in a way that's a problem. To all be right, said. now do the N word. 
<laughs> That's how what? I know that you're saying those words. All right. What? That's how I know that you just uh, said those words. Yeah. So the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So again, Saul is going to confront the Philistine army because the Philistines are always trying to like muscle their way in. It's like, don't they get it? They're not wanted. They're well, not apparently, though, the Israelites aren't wanted either. They haven't taken a Canaan hint. Canaan is closed. All right? Canaan is closed. Go back to where you came from. Wow. <laughs> what David should propose is him building a wall between Philistines and the Canaanites. Yeah, somebody's got to make Canaan great again. Yeah. So um, Saul disguised himself and put on <laughs> No, hold clothes. on. So Saul, again... Makes the wrong choice, right? So the Bible's saying Saul, Saul's making the wrong choice. He's going to go to this, like, medium, which is expressly forbidden, as we've read in all the rules. Remember all those rules about witches and seers and all the words for, like, you know. But what's crazy is, on the surface, he tries to be, like, the doing the right thing. He expelled all the mediums and the wizards from the land yeah. and then sought a medium for himself. It's like Chris Christie being on a beach with his family when all the fucking shit was closed down. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. In fairness. <laughs> that fucking whale. In fairness. All right. Um, he went to Yahweh first. Like, he was praying to Yahweh. So, see, this is what's funny. Yahweh's going to punish Saul for going to the seer. I already see it, right? See, that's he's going to punish him for going to the medium. But As well he should. But. Saul is in, what's that scenario in Star Trek? The unwinnable scenario? It's a fucking Akobayashi Maru. That's what this is. Because what is his option? Yahweh has turned his back on him. Yahweh's not going to help Saul at all. He could be a man. So Saul has no recourse. So Saul is desperate. He's going to his only option. It's like when your side chick needs a fucking abortion, but you live in fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> Right? It's, exactly, it's exactly like that. What are you going to do? Right. you got to break the rules yep. and go somewhere else to get the abortion you outlawed for your own fucking people. Yeah. You're just looking out for everyone's, like, safety and future well-being, right? you got to do what you got to do. If you got to shoot a few state troopers on the way across state lines, right? No, what? I was just talking about getting an abortion. I wasn't talking about capital murder. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, so, so I'm just saying, man, this is <laughs> what the Republicans got us doing now. Stop, they stop. got us shooting Oklahoma State troopers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't even know where Oklahoma is. So it's probably very rare that I'm going to have the chop chance driven, to even do it. I've driven through the entirety of Oklahoma twice. Through the entirety. Hmm. East to west. Where Twice. is it? Where is it? Where is In it? In relation to it's like... It's north of Texas. Okay. Well, Texas is like one of the southernmost states, so everything's north of Texas. You mean like directly north? Yes. Right. Does it border Texas? Yes. Okay. Does it have hurricane? Uh, tornadoes? A tremendous amount of it borders Texas. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about Tulsa is in Oklahoma. All right, right? let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Tulsa. All right, First Samuel 28, verse 8. Go. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes and went there. He and two men with wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. He went to like a place or went to, that boy went there. <laughs> oh, shit. He went there. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. He went to Endor, man. I, I had to make that joke. My bad. Do you think he went to Endor in like a stolen shuttle? 
Well, the the codes, you know, they're old, but they're still valid. Check out. Yeah, there's nothing to, nothing suspicious. <laughs> it's just the shield that's protecting the still unfinished fucking Death Star because the first Death Star was blown up. Yeah. But yeah, come on in with your old fucking expired codes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You shouldn't even said that to Darth Vader. It's an older code, but you know, it checks out. Yeah. Just say, yeah, it checks out. Right. Don't so admit that right. you knew it was an older right. code. And um, I'm sorry, Lord Vader, but I did a line of cocaine before I got on my ship, and um, I sort of like slept with Padme a long time ago. Yeah, like dumb, dumb shit. Yeah, to you say. know what I mean? You don't say to your boss when he's Darth yeah. Vader. We're gonna get right back to the show, but before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join the conversation. And now, back to the show. <sighs> they came oh, to the... so today... <laughs> I take my son to Forest Hills, mm-hmm. so it's a two subway stop ride for us. Mm-hmm. So we get to the subway station. He gets to like are the. You, wait, wait, are you a local subway station guy or an express subway station guy? Express. Nice. All right. So we get to the turn thing, right? I swipe, not swipe. I use you know like the electronic shit now because fucking we're in fucking the twenty first century. Finally, you tap and go. And so we go through together, right? And he turns around and he starts like talking about like, mommy says like we shouldn't go in together, blah, 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 this and that. And like there's like two like fucking MTA people like standing there. So we get down to the bottom of the stairs. So I got to scold them. I'm like, yo, dude, you got to be situationally aware of what's going on, especially in the subway. You don't like walk into a bank, rob the bank, run out, and start yelling in the street, hey, everybody, I just robbed a bank. You know, so I got to teach the kid about like scamming the system and keeping your mouth shut. So you were situationally, situationally aware and you smacked the shit out of him when nobody was looking, right? You nah, didn't do it in front of him. I know, I know. Rusty doesn't abuse his own children. <laughs> yeah, believe me. Like, you have no idea how badly. How many times over eight years, like, I've just wanted to fucking slap the snot out of him. Do you think it's possible? But you don't do it. Do you think it's possible that your wife set this whole thing up? Yo, next time daddy goes through you with a turnstile with you and you don't pay? Say something right in front of the cops. That'll teach your husband. <laughs> I mean, your, your father, right? He got weed. He got weed. That's when you just feign ignorance. That's when you're like, I looked up the rules on the subway, and I thought it was like a certain height. I thought he was, oh, I'm sorry. Of course I'll pay. Come on, man. That was the roller coaster at Coney Island you were looking up, not the turnstile at the subway station. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes and went there, he and two men with him. They came to the woman by night, and he said, consult the spirit for me and bring up for me the one whom I named to you. The woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the wizards from the land. Why then are you laying a snare for my life to bring about my death? So she's on to this dude. 
Well, this well, no, she's not Saul. onto him, but yeah, that, you know, she but doesn't she, know it's Saul. She, yeah, so she's like, "Yo, dude, man, you can't put me in this position." Yeah. And fucking like, you know, you're the Gestapo. I know this. Oh, do you think like she's just being slick? Like she knows it's Saul, but she's pretending like, "Oh, I would never do this." You know what I mean? Nah, Saul's like, nah, you know, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I think she's, I think she's covering her bases. But Saul, Saul you think she's attractive? But uh, I, I don't know. You didn't think about it. Is there something know. wrong with me that I thought about? Yes, but, you know. I mean, listen, I, listen. I, maybe I thought about it, too. I just didn't feel the need to, like, point out my, my Neanderthalism. Oh, uh, I see. But Saul swore to her by so the Lord. So, in other words, I'm, like, being forthcoming, and you're like, I see what's going <laughs> you're on. You're very chatty tonight. <laughs> Imagine you weren't. And I was I mean, either. we are, right. I mean, you want me to be chatty. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. Like you that. want, like, a certain level. Listen, you know what? We'll get a leash. We'll put it around my neck. And every time I'm talking too much, you can just yank on that leash. How about that? We'll talk about your fantasies later. Right? <laughs> let's, let's get back to the Bible. Everything's on the up and up. But Saul swore to her by the Lord, as the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? He answered, bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Have no fear. What do you see? The woman said to Saul, I see a divine being coming out of the ground. He said to her, What is his appearance? She said, An old man is coming up. He is wrapped in a robe. So Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed with his face to the ground and did obeisance. It could have been Rodney Dangerfield. He like walked around in a robe, like in no underwear. You know how you like, notice his junk exposed, just smoking weed all day. You know how you notice isn't Rodney Dangerfield? Because this guy's showing respect. Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> didn't get respect. <laughs> oh shit! Right. That was quick, Scott. Yeah, That's man. Yeah, man. Boy, I told him. Yeah. no respect. Yeah. No respect. <laughs> <laughs> so what I like is this: if he was pretending to be a normal guy, and she's like, "I can't do this. It's forbidden," and he's like, "Trust me, no harm will come to you." Like. Who the fuck are you, dude? You're some dude with a fake mustache on. And you're like, I should just, just because you promised me nothing will happen to me? Why should I listen to you? The Bible is filled with people making these declarative statements of authority, but they don't have any authority. Right. Well, in this case, he does, but she doesn't know it. Right. Okay, right. So she shouldn't have gone on and talked. He should have, like, pulled his mask over and said, I'm Saul. I'm telling you, you're good. I regret a lot of things. If we had, if we could do things all over again from the beginning... I would definitely have like some kind of like whiteboard, like a big whiteboard. Of course, it'd be white. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Really, really. Um, and I would have like categories, like how many people Yahweh is responsible for killing, how many people is Moses responsible, we, we, and we yeah. would like keep track of like all of these things, and so we would keep track of these like dumb encounters. That people have that makes zero sense. You know what I mean? I bet you they would outnumber the amount of murders that have occurred. Well, no, that's it's been a lot of murders. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, a lot, lot of murders. But a lot of those murders were probably because of dumb encounters. I mean, yeah, come sure, on, come a on. lot of those murders. The Listen, people did not deserve to be dead. What were those women wearing when they got murdered? Fair question, Scott. Mm-hmm. Fair question. Then but men were killed too, and I have a problem with that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess you would. Then Samuel said to Saul, "Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Wait a minute. So when a medium conjures somebody up, 
they come like, out they, of their they, grave. They're like really fucking like 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 what the fuck? You, like they really go- yeah. It's like uh, Marley and uh, a Christmas Carol. Wow, this is shit is real. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Like what the fuck? How busy were you? You were dead. Do you think that Yahweh forbids mediums? Because mediums can really do shit like this, but Yahweh can, and people will be like, yo, man, let's follow this medium fucking person. Yahweh ain't done shit for us. Yeah. This medium that he just met is like... This is like some Jedi Knight shit right here. Yeah, they're ghosting right here. Soul answer. But not even because force ghosts show up like when they want to show oh, up. She's uh, like yanking them out of their like fucking dimension. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's why Samuel shows up. He's like, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Like, what the fuck? Did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, man? No, I did not. Oh. Well, I, I, I saw the original movie once a long time ago. I thought it was okay, I guess. Like, I, I didn't dislike it. I don't really remember a lot about it. I don't know if I actually saw the original movie, yeah. but I ended up watching the entire series in its entirety. You liked it? Um, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was. It was better. It was much better than I thought I was gonna. You know, than I thought it was gonna be. Have you read about it uh, since? All I've read about is Josh Whedon's apparently a real fucking dick. Apparently, like everyone on the cast had a horrible experience. Nice. A horrible experience nice. because of him. Nice. And what's how do you pronounce his first name? I hate the spelling of his name, J O S S. Joss. Joss. What is that? Does that sound right to you saying Joss? Is that a real name, Joss? Listen, if you name your kid Joss or Elon, chances are they're going to be an asshole. What's his last name? Whedon. Okay. It's not Wedden. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking say ask it. him. Say I the know. name. I, I would always I would say, say his jo- full name. Josh Whedon. Oh, Josh. Not Josh. You're right. Joss Whedon. It's fucking pretentious hmm. his name cannot really be joss hmm. it's people can't say that it's not natural it hmm. doesn't sound right it's stupid all right so fuck and him. apparently he's a piece of shit so fuck him yeah so you're not wrong <laughs> so why did i bring up buffy the vampire slayer i don't know we were talking about know. mediums and oh, bringing oh, people oh, oh, from well, outer well, dimensions spoiler alert <laughs> buffy gets killed and they cast some sort of fucking spell and they bring her back to life they call they they call her up, summon her up from from another dimension. When you said that, it made me think of that because she was very upset because she said she was in the happiest place she's ever been in her in her existence. So death is cool. And they ripped her from that. Ah, oh, these scumbags. Yeah. Thinking they were doing her a favor. What do you think she was doing? Who cares, man? Whatever. Do you think nope. that there could be an end to eternal happiness? Huh? That's just called happiness. <laughs> Doing what? If it's eternal, what will you well, I don't do? Think that be, I, don't, I don't know. That, that, what the fuck is eternal happiness? I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, I don't know, taking a bike ride along the boardwalk, playing shuffleboard, playing video games. you You don't want to be hanging out on this boardwalk. So what I'm saying is, in the afterlife, if you're promised eternal happiness, is that even something that can actually be being eternally happy? Let's say eternity... Let's say eternity existed and you were placed into eternity. How do you spend... Like, it's got to end at some point. Like, you can't spend eternity happy. Listen, I, I don't see it. You saw this Maybe question. I, I don't see it. You Maybe started, that's my problem. You this premise off with, in the afterlife. <laughs> so right there, I don't know. Like the, you lost me. I don't even know how that works. So we're talking about the Bible. And the promise of the Bible is, if you fucking, you know choose like whatever christ or follow christ whatever the fuck christ is going to do 
Okay? If you follow Christ, you're going to get into heaven and your reward will be eternal fucking, like, eternal life where you're, like, happy for eternity. <laughs> do, you, do you think my afterlife would consist of being at an airport terminal and everybody laughing at my jokes? If that's like what fills you up with happy, yes. I wouldn't know because that's it never, your. I wouldn't know because it never happened, man. You know what the problem with your heaven is? I would feel it would conflict with my heaven. I feel like your heaven would have me in that crowd in the airport, and that would, and not, forced, and that would and, not be like heaven for and me. You'd be forced to laugh. Like, like what do you do in that situation? Like when you want to hang out with a person in heaven, but that person's like a little tired <laughs> hanging out with you, and they want to like. <laughs> Is there like a duplicate you that's made? Rusty. Do you have to sign a waiver to duplicate yourself? What happens? Or is it like one of those Henrietta like lack situations where they just like steal your DNA? A what? So there's a black woman. I think her name was Henrietta Lacks. Okay. She's from the South. And they stole her fucking DNA. What the fuck? And like our entire like knowledge and study and like shit of DNA comes from her original DNA that they took without her fucking permission because she was a black woman like in the South. So fuck her. Wow. Yeah. You haven't heard of this? I have not heard of this. Just one more thing. When did this happen? Like in the 50s or 60s? Uh, Well, listen, it was a different time. Her name was Henrietta Lacks. You're not supposed to be fact checking. I'm supposed to be doing that after the She was born in 1920 and she died in 1951. That's pretty young. Henrietta Lacks was an African-American woman whose cancer cells are the source of the HeLa cell line, the first immortalized human cell line and one of the most important cell lines in medical research. So they took that shit from her without her permission. But they made her the most important one. So that's, listen, fuck Henrietta Lacks. So didn't we do her a favor by stealing her shit? Yeah, I mean, listen, ultimately she was dying of cancer. She helped, like, many people. Boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. (laughs) Human rights, individual rights for fucking black people in the South. I mean, who cares, really? Here's what's important. Getting back to heaven and me being annoyed by you. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Oof. All right, so will there be a clone of me? And if there is a clone of me, will that clone be annoyed? No, because you have to weigh. There is nobody... In heaven, that would be like, you know what would make my life better? A clone of Rusty. There's no way that could happen. (laughs) You'd break heaven. That's fucked up, man. I see what you think of me now. You know, it's almost like there should be a separate place other than heaven for people like you to go to. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) You know, maybe someplace different. Like, I'm not bad enough for hell, but like, you don't, like the kid's table, the kid's table of heaven. Yeah, yeah. For idiots. Malcontents. This. Like someone who doesn't deserve to burn in hell for eternity, but definitely a malcontent that doesn't yeah, belong in yeah, heaven. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. But you belong. Yeah. I didn't say I did. Because you're so fucking righteous. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm less wrongish than you. <laughs> Fair enough. One Samuel twenty eight, verse fifteen. Then Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul answered, I am in great distress. For the Philistines are warring against me, and God has turned away from me and answers me no more, either by prophets or by dreams. So I have summoned you to tell me what I should do. He's forgotten that Samuel's like fucking doesn't like him either. Yeah, dude. Like you're calling the wrong number. Like Samuel and Yahweh conspired together to fuck you over. (sighs) Samuel said, why then do you ask me? 
Since the Lord has turned from you and become your enemy, the Lord has done to you just as he spoke by me. For the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not carry out his fierce wrath against Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing to you today. That's right. Moreover, the Lord will give Israel along with you Mm -hmm. into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow, you and your sons shall be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yo, at what point do you hang that phone up? Like, ah, call call somebody else. Saul didn't go there. Samuel went there. Samuel did go there. Samuel went all the way there. Yo, Samuel said, tomorrow (laughs) you and your boys will be with me. In case you're not following along, that means dead. I got to say, though, this. I feel terrible for Saul because Saul's doing his best and he never asked for any of this. I don't care. Then Then do nothing. Then do nothing. Then do nothing. Don't do anything poorly. Do nothing. No. You have been given the task of being the king of your people. That's got to come with tremendous responsibility, a burden. You've worked with people like this, I'm sure. Where addition by subtraction, you're better off firing a dude. The group will become more productive by actually reducing the group by one. Because they suck. And souls, that kind of suck. That's a different argument. So your argument is getting rid of him... I don't disagree. What I'm saying is this kind of treatment and like rubbing it in his face and telling him how shit he is is fucked up because like you chose him because he's shit. It's kind of like parents raising a child to be a spoiled piece of shit. And then the parents complain about the child being a spoiled piece of shit. Like whose fucking fault is that? It's your fault. Upon further review, based on what you're saying, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You're right. Right. So... Maybe is just doing the best he can. Saul's just like the fucking dumb jock in high school that's almost like, I'm going to make him class president as a fucking joke, as a goof. Yeah. You know who, he, you know who Saul also is? He's, the, he's Goliath of the Philistines. Because he was a big fucking oaf, they made him this warrior that he wasn't, and he had to play that role. And obviously he wasn't fucking good at it. It took a slingstone to kill him. So, you know what? Wait, Goliath? He wasn't the the leader of the Philistines. He was their big ogre that fucking like yeah, intimidated but I don't think everybody. He was their leader. He was the guy that they he threatened wasn't their everybody. King. No, but he was the guy who was in a role that he didn't want to be in, and he got knocked out with a slingstone, and then his you know head got severed. Yeah, he didn't want to be there. That was very anticlimactic. Yeah, the lead up was better than like the fight itself. Yeah. So okay, well listen, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to speak honestly. I have a member of my family, a younger nephew. Who turned out to be a fucking dumbass. Bad things happened to him throughout his life. And you can make excuses for certain periods like of their life. Like, oh, this happened to him. This happened to him. I object to the word excuses. Go ahead. We can have that conversation like later. We, can, we make explanations. We, we basically shift responsibility of his own life away from him based on, well, look what happened to him. But it reaches a point where you have to take ownership of your actions. 100% correct. And Saul hasn't done that. He's about to. He's about to, he's about to get what's coming to him. Okay. But so he, he hasn't reckoned with the fact that every decision he's made has been an incorrect decision. Yeah. Like, he hasn't admitted that. Yeah. And the people around him But he sort of did to David. Remember, he prostrated himself to David and was like, oh, I was wrong this whole time. You're like the shit and fucking. Don't you remember that whole And like- then, by, by some accounts, 
He then tried to kill him again. We think it was the same account of a previous right. killing. We're right. not sure. But by some accounts, he tried to kill him again after fucking putting bow into him. So I figured out the Bible. Here's why people have wars over the Bible. We're done. The Bible is the word peruse. You say uh, peruse, and I say peruse. We're perusing. Peruse. We're perusing. Peruse, definitely. yeah, peruse. Did you peruse the Bible? Mm-hmm. You totally perused the Bible, right? Because yeah. I perused the Bible. Right, right. So you dug right into it, right? Got real deep into it, oh, right? Oh, I perused it. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> frog insurance, right? <laughs> you have frog insurance, right? I don't know what that is. Oh, it was a commercial for fraud insurance. Yeah. And like the guy was like, frog insurance? Oh, uh, okay. We're definitely saying the same word. Right. right. All right. That was good. If I would have known that reference, like um, if I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Immediately, I see you trying, Scott. So I'm, I'm, I am trying. That's man. an A for effort. Immediately, Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of the word Samuel, and there was no strength in him f- because of the words of Samuel, yeah. and there was no strength in him, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. The woman came to Saul, and when she saw that he was terrified, she said to him, Your servant has listened to you. I have taken my life in my hand and have listened to what you have said to me. Now, therefore, you also listen to your servant. Let me set a morsel of bread before you. Eat, that you may have strength when you go on your way. He refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants, together with the woman, urged him, and he listened to their words. So he got up from the ground and sat on the bed. Now the woman had a fatted calf in the house. Of course she did. (laughs) She quickly (laughs) slaughtered it. And she took flour, kneaded it, and baked unleavened cakes. She put them before I'm Saul. I'm sorry. Stop. Have you ever baked anything, Scott? Um, that shit's not like a fucking 15-minute process. No, baking's like chemistry, man. Baking like, there's is like, like a, a whole, like, yeah. this, this is hours. We're talking about, like, there's a fatted calf. I'm assuming she's got to slaughter it. Then she's got to butcher it. Like, how, like, what amount of time... Wait, 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 wait. And if this goes on, is it like you just walk over to someone's house? Hey, Joey, what's going on? You walk into his house and there's literally blood everywhere. His guts. He's got cleavers in his fucking hands. Like, this is what goes on back then? Oh, what are you doing? Oh, just, you know, cleaving a fucking fat I calf. Mean, is it really that different from a house in Crown Heights? <laughs> like, just walk into any random house in Borough Park. Crown I don't know. Heights. I don't know. Yeah. So there's bloody cleavered messes over there? <sighs> She put them before Saul and his servants, uh, the unleavened cakes, and they ate. Then they rose and went away that night. So Saul just got some bad fucking news. <sighs> For <Yeah>. Samuel 29. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's, what's going on? No, nothing. Nothing, nothing was going on. Were you going to say something? No, I was just like... Uh, I was just, oh, like you exhaled? Yeah. That was a lot? That was a lot, man. Of reading? Yeah, it was a lot of reading. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm Did good. you like when I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are like, yeah, there is nothing like. Yeah, maybe I need you to rally behind me like that. Yeah. When, when like, it's like a black congregation and they're like giving a sermon and there's like a whole group of like hype people around like the person speaking <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's right. That's good. Speak it. That's good, man. And it's like, and that goes on. I fucking love that. It's empowering, we, man. That, yeah. If we need anyone in the studio with us. That's what we need. Okay. We need someone like that, All like right. hyping us up. You know so what we're, I mean? So we're, 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 we have eight other people in the studio no. plus a hype crew. No one. That's What I'm saying is all those other ideas were stupid because oh. they came from other people. We just need my idea. 
How many hype people? Smart because it came from me. How many? How many hype people? Just one. All right, a good hype person. Oh, I see what you're saying because they usually there's like a whole course of them. Right, it's got to be one or two. What do you think? Like, I don't know. Three. 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 Yeah. Let's start off with three, and then we'll take it from there. Sounds good. Just man. like people like yeah. That's right. First Samuel, <laughs> twenty nine. You all right, Scott? I am right. I'm all you right. You sure, man? You're right, man. man. Are you all right? The Philistines reject David. Now the Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek, while the Israelites were encamped by the spring that is in Jezreel, as the lords of the Philistines were passing on by hundreds and by thousands. And David and his men were passing on in the rear with Achish. Mm. The commanders of the Philistines said, What are these Hebrews doing here? Achish said to the commanders of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of King Saul of Israel, who has been with me now for days and years? Since he deserted to me, I have forced no fault in him to this day. Found no fault in him <laughs> to this re- day. Reread that sentence. Right. <laughs> that was an abortion you're not allowed to have anymore. Ach. Achish said to the commanders of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of King Saul of Israel, who has been with me now for days and years? Since he deserted to me, I have found no fault in him to this day. Yeah. But the commanders of the Philistines were angry with him. Boo. And the commanders of the Philistines said to him, Send the man back so that he may return to the place that you have assigned to him. He shall not go down with us to battle, or else he may become an adversary to us in the battle. For how could this fellow reconcile himself to his Lord? Would it not be with the heads of the men here? Is this not David of whom they sing to one another in dances? Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Achish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, that would have been perfect. The flag. Yeah, I didn't laugh. I fucked that up. All right. Let's do it all over again. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right, I'm going to go on. All right. You worked that all out in your head out loud now? Shh. Sorry. Then Achish called David and said to him, As the Lord lives, you have been honest. And to me, it seems right that you should march out. And in with and in with me, it and to me, it seems right that you should march out and in with me in the campaign. For I have found nothing wrong in you from the day of your coming to me until today. Nevertheless, the lords do not approve of you. So go back now and go peaceably. Do nothing to displease the lords of the Philistines. David said to Achish, But what have I done? What have you found in your servant from the day I entered your service until now that I should not go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Achish replied to David, I know that you are as blameless in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us to the battle. Now then, rise early in the morning, you and the servants of your Lord who came with you, and go to the place that I appointed for you. As for the evil report, do not take it to heart, for you have done well before me. Start early in the morning and leave as soon as you have light. So David set out with his men early in the morning 
to return to the land of the Philistines. But the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Um, David's a fucking scumbag, not for nothing. Uh, okay, I'll let you express that. Why so? Because he has turned his back on his people, and yes. there's a special bond that his people have with one another and with him. Like, he's spoken to the Lord. He summoned the Lord directly. Okay. My problem with this whole thing is I can try and be all for America, all for America, all for America, but if Joe Biden tries to kill me every time he fucking sees me, I might have to go to fucking Russia. And if the fucking... I was a fucking war hero. I cut off Goliath's head, and Joe Biden's still trying to kill me. What the fuck is that all about? Right. I'm going to go hang out and fucking with Putin. But you don't go fight against America. And you don't, because you're not fighting Joe Biden. You're fighting the people. Right. So you're going to go and kill, like, Americans because they're being fucking forced to go fight by Joe Biden. And this is why we need to have these conversations. Because right now... Because you're I'm a hothead. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins! But I cool quickly when I'm throwing like a sure. proverbial splash of water on my face. Well, it's not just that. It, it, it also has to come from someone like you You trust. Like, it can't just be from like, you know. Right. Because you're your hothead. You're probably having like a lot of hothead conversations with other hotheads. I, I might, I might. And so like heads are too hot for like anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no one's there to cool anyone else down. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. First Samuel 30. Before we go. I was cooling off. That was my cooling off period. Good. I can totally understand how the Philistines are t- telling Akish, like, yo, dude, what's up with the dude? Why is the dude that killed Goliath like your right-hand man? What the fuck? He's going to betray us. Absolutely. They have every right to be doubtful of this situation. Bro, I'm, they don't know this dude. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. There is no reason. You better re- be. Like, why would they trust David, like, and his men, no less? Yeah. Yeah, they don't know. Like, no. It's like, this is what it's like, bro. It's like the meetings of the five families of New York, Mm. the mafia, right? They they fucking convene. Everyone there is a made member. Mm -hmm. You don't, like, bring a friend of yours and have him sit in the meeting. You know what I mean? It's it's for friends of ours, not friends of yours. Yeah. Perfect analogy, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, your friend... Yo, we respect your friend. We're not going to kill him, but he's got to sit this one out because we don't know him yet. That's perfect. That's perfect. And Akis should have known fucking better, too. He was he was a hothead like you. <laughs> <laughs> he was... You know, he was convinced. The guy convinced him, and then Akish was like, yo, you know, like, you, you got to turn back. First Samuel 30. David avenges the destruction of Ziglag... I love that name. Zip now, when David Ziglag. and his men came to Ziglag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid on the Najeb and on Ziglag. They had attacked Ziglag, burned it down, and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. So hold on. The Amalekites are another like Canaanite group, like, and they're attacking the Philistine village of Ziklag. Is that so confirmed? David, so David's returning to Ziklag. So this is my understanding is David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day. So they've left like the battle. They arrive at this place called Ziklag, which the Amalekites had made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag. So, yeah, so this is the Amalekites are a different group from the Philistines. So there's 
all these different tribes, right, the so Israelites are the largest. So the Amalekites are Israelites? No. The oh, Amalekites okay. are Canaanites. Can- okay. Oh, right. Okay. And the Najeb and Ziglag are Philistine strongholds or Israelite strongholds? Philistine. Okay. Because David is returning to Ziklag, which is a Philistine gotcha. city. Because gotcha. he's with the Philistines. Right. Or he's not with the Philistines. He's with that one guy who gave him, like, you know, sanctuary. He made him his bodyguard. Right. They had attacked Ziglag, burned it down, and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed none of them. I'm sorry. But and taken captive them- who were both small. Go ahead. They killed none of them, but carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, they found it burned down, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. <laughs> David's two wives also had been taken captive. Anna, home of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was in great danger. For the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in spirit for their sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Yeah, right. Self-explanatory, we ain't got to comment on that. So everything sounds like, it's kind of like the beginning of Braveheart, when like everyone is just like wrecked in like the village and like everything is all fucked up, you know what I mean? Wait a minute, had David not been sent away by Akish? Yeah. He wouldn't have been there to find, like, the, the city burned down, right? He got there pretty quickly after it happened. But, like, he might have gotten there months later, and, like, the trail would have been cold. We wouldn't know who fucking did it. Okay. Yeah, so, Akish did this guy a favor. So, wait, wait. David did himself a favor by escaping well, Akish to Akish. Did. Akish did David a favor by making him his bodyguard. The Philistines did David a favor by getting pissed at Akish for being there. And then Akish did him the ultimate favor and sent him back home to find out his wives had been stolen. Pay it. That's why you pay it forward, Scott. That's why you pay it forward. Oof. See, you see how it works. David said to the priest. Have you ever heard of a movie called Old Boy? No. It's a crazy movie. I'm not gonna like tell you, but the basic premise is like how a conversation that you have that means nothing to you, just like a throwaway conversation when you're like 17 years old comes back to bite you like fucking 40 years later because that conversation wasn't significant to you but the person you told it to it wasn't significant to them but they had a conversation with someone else and mentioned it and that exploded Mm. and so it's kind of like yeah Yo, imagine my 17-year-old self said something to your 17-year-old self, and I said something really inflammatory, like, those people over there, fucking I hate them, they're the reason everything's wrong, somebody should fuck them up, blah, 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 blah. And you tell the same story to a 17-year-old, and then literally, like you said, like, can you imagine 50 years later, you find out this dude killed those people based off of the strength of that nonsense 17-year-old conversation? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I just pretty much repeated everything you just said. Like, with... Well, except you added like a whole like <laughs> scenario, like you gave it a finality, yeah. the murder yeah. angle. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about a murder yeah. angle. David said to the priest, Abiathar, son of Amalek, Ahimelech, bring, bring, Ahimelech. bring Ahimelech. the ephod. So Admiral Akbar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? Is he going to like a fish tour? Like... He answered him, pursue, 
for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. So David set out. Yo, so God's like responding to him like fucking immediately. Like David's like asking like Yahweh and Yahweh's like right away like, yo. So the, yeah, the yo, Yahweh's picking up the phone, bro, on the first Fuck raid. Yeah, so wait, wait, wait. This is Yahweh answering him directly or the priest? David inquired okay. of the him. capital okay. L I did not even Lord. I did not even realize the I gravity of the words I was speaking. He then answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. So David First set ring, out. bro. Yeah. So David set out. He and the 600 men who were with him, they came to the Wadi Basor, where those stayed who were left behind. But David went on with the pursuit. He and 400 men, 200 stayed behind, too exhausted to cross the Wadi Basor. All right. 400 should be enough, right? In the open country, they found an Egyptian. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> and brought him to David. Do you, could you imagine? This is the Egyptian that Abraham supposedly killed. And he really didn't kill him. This guy just went off and like it was all false. It's all based on a false narrative. And now it's like 1,500 years later, and that <laughs> magician is still alive? Yeah, that, that, that Egyptian. Or Egyptian, I'm Well, it would be the Egyptian thinking, magician, yeah. I was thinking of the Egyptian magician <laughs> from the Jerky Boys. Oh! Oh, I wake up a dentist. <laughs> My pants pulled down. In the open country, they found oh. an Egyptian and brought him to David. They gave him bread, and he ate. They gave him water to drink. They also gave him a piece of fig cake and two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirit revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong? Where are you from? How come it's always three days and three nights? How come it's never like, you know, two days and three nights? Didn't we, didn't we discuss Or one like, day and two nights? It's uh, always three and three. Uh, I don't know. You know what I was told when I was younger? That's sus. Some, I was told some racist shit when I was younger. That Asians always travel in threes. <laughs> I was told that when I was younger. I have never heard that stereotype. Yeah. That was weird. That is su- uh, you know why, bro? No, I have no idea why. It just I, came I, I to never me. saw any it, tr- yo, I have. N- it just came to me. By the way, just a because little background. Because there's an Asian gang called the Triads. Tri. What are they around in the 70s? The Triads? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe their predecessors were there. So you were told this in the 70s and you were like I was like four. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first wisdom yeah. <laughs> words of advice given to you. Yeah, hey, kid. And it stuck with me because I remember always like thinking about it when I saw like, like I, I, I listen, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah. There were not many people of color. There weren't people that didn't, that looked different than me. Uh-huh. And so anytime I noticed Asians, I always went one, two, no, there's two, one, two, three, no, that's four. I'm like, who the fuck told me that? Mm-hmm. And they said it with such conviction that it stuck with me as a child. And I never found it to be true. It was weird. You know what's amazing about your story? Ooh. The fact that Queens is the most diverse like place on the planet. There really are more is. languages spoken in our, like, whatever the square mileage it's of insanity. Queens is than any place on Earth. Yeah, it's crazy. But in the 70s, there were parts, I guess, that were pre- predominantly certain ethnic groups. And I was in a predominantly white American yeah. ethnic well, group. Well, Queens and- was like the suburbs to Brooklyn. Yeah. So people who worked in Brooklyn, like, there was, you know, you took the Jackie Robinson, which was then uh, the Interborough Parkway. Uh. And then you would, like, go into, like, you know, your home after work. You know what I hate? I hated that they renamed that that highway. The Jackie? Yeah. I love the Jackie. I, I don't mind naming it the Jackie. Well, not now, but I always... 
I liked it being called the Interborough because it went from Brooklyn to Queens. Right. It went between the boroughs. It made sense. I understand. Like, if you want to rename a highway, rename the Grand Central Parkway. Yeah. That doesn't say where the fuck it goes. That's true. Just fucking think. They renamed the Triborough Bridge. I know. A stupid name. RFK. Who, like, who the fuck is RFK to New York? You know what Nobody I mean? Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. Right? And it connected three boroughs. Yeah. And what was the other one? The Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Right. Who the fuck? I'm like, it's the Hugh Carey Tunnel? Who the fuck is Hugh Carey? Yeah. I don't know. It connected Brooklyn to the Battery. Like, it made... Rename the Clearview Expressway, the Grand Central. Shit that we have, don't know where it fucking goes. Also, they should stop naming shit after people because it becomes problematic when, like, dirt gets, like, dug up about, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, invariably, yeah. someone in a position that their name goes on, like, a public, like, road yeah. or bridge, there's dirt on that person. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to those positions where you're that, like, accomplished and known without fucking yeah. dirt. And then 100 years from now, people realize that dirt. They go to tear the name off the bridge, and they're like, what the fuck? They can't just leave it alone. Yeah, it's our history. It's our recent history. So he raped his slaves and, like, forced them to, like, have abortions. And, you know, okay. While outlawing my side piece from having Uh, an abortion. It's our history. (laughs) David said to him. That's my grandpappy you're talking about. Oh boy, here we go. And I'll be gosh darn mad if you take down the statue of Foghorn Leghorn. He's our most accomplished actor here. <laughs> you were doing so well this episode. <laughs> then David said to him, to I said, I said, boy, <laughs> I'm going to learn you how. Right. Don't complain to me, Iodine. Complain to fucking Looney Tunes. I think people already made those complaints, man. You are the new voice that needs to be shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) To whom do you belong? Where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite. I fucking hate it. Amalekite. My master left me behind because I fell sick three days ago. (laughs) That's fucked up. Yeah, really. We had made a raid on the Najeb. You shouldn't be giving up this information. (laughs) We made a raid on the Najeb. Well, why not? He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, fuck that guy. Of the Sherathites, and on that which belongs to Judah, and on the Najeb of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag down. David said to him, Will you take me down to this raiding party? He said, Swear to me by God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master, and I will take you down to them. Yeah, see, he knows he's like not supposed to be giving up this information. He ain't no dummy. All right, he played his cards well because he he's a been, willing participant. Yeah, he might have been murdered if had he not. Yeah. yeah, all right. You know how these Egyptians be. <laughs> When he had taken him down, they were spread out all over the ground, eating and drinking and dancing. Because By the way, gr- you know we have listeners in Egypt. Does Not it- anymore. <laughs> 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 because of the great amount of spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of the Judah. Okay, now that I'm done with that sentence, so we, ha- we actually have listeners in Egypt? Yes. Nice. A lot? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Right. I hope it's a lot. In multiple cities, like in different cities, and I checked the cities... To make sure it's not just someone commuting? No, that's like, you know, in different... <laughs> wow, like, did you really? Yeah. Like Sweden, I started doing that with Sweden because I saw in Sweden, like, there was like one guy in the beginning and it was like close. The cities were close. So it was probably like the same person who was like maybe commuting. But then like they started popping up like all over Sweden. So I was like, oh shit, like, you know, so in Sweden we have like, I don't know, seven or eight like cities spread apart. People are so worried about their governments tracking them. You got a dude in a podcasting <laughs> fucking studio. Yeah, but I don't know you. their addresses yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
Uh, so people are safe for now. Yeah, so they were drinking and dancing and chilling out. David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not one of them escaped, except 400 young men. Stop. Not one of them escaped, except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled. So what was the number of men? It must have been thousands, right? Be it must lot, have been man. tens of thousands. David if they the- said only 400, then it must have been tens of yeah, thousands. Yeah. yeah, David ain't attacking anything What's small. an acceptable number to say only 400? What's the minimum acceptable number to start with when you say only 400? 5,712. Minimum. All right. So approaching 6,000, you're yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. If you want to round. I say 10. If you don't want to do the work. All, all right. right. Fair enough. David recovered all that the Am- Amalekites had taken, and David rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David brought back everything. David also captured all the flocks and herds, herds which were driven ahead of the other cattle. People said, this is David's spoil. So, did David have a ledger of everything in the fucking town? Like, how did he know he recovered everything? I can't believe that. Yahweh's his secretary, man. Yahweh's uh, keeping this is track David of telling, all this. This is David or David's people telling a story to hype up how great he is. Word. Yo, and maybe this didn't even happen. Maybe he's the Curtis Sliwa of the old... What? <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. Maybe he's the Curtis Sliwa of, of its time. time. You know that story, right? No. For the people in New York that... Uh, not in New York. That did himself up, like faked, faked yeah. it? Yeah. Curtis Sliwa, who ran for mayor... He was the head of the guard. He, he started he, the, he guardian the Guardian Angels. Angels, which was a group of young men and women... Vigilantes. that uh, that uh, were unarmed at all times... So they, they didn't want to have that impression that they were evil. Because back in the late 70s, Kung Fu was popular. Yeah, yeah. And everyone the, thought they knew Kung Fu because they went to the store down on the corner and bought a karate star. You saw the Warriors. And nunchucks. <laughs> the Warriors right. was real. <laughs> so they all wore berets, and they were, they were, they were a watchdog group. They, were a community, they, they labeled themselves like as a community watch group. There right? was a lot of crime on the subway. New yeah. York was like broke in the 1970s. There was a lot of crime. And so they would like ride the subways and like intimidate people into not like committing crimes with right. their presence. Right. And the way they got like really on the on the record on the map was they recovered a stolen wallet on the some guy got his wallet stolen on the subway. They recovered it. It came out years later okay. that they staged the whole thing. Uh, okay. Just to so show, it was you know, like a PR stunt in yeah. order to like get their name out there. I've got no hate for that no, if they're I'm, actually I, I like either. on the job if they're doing shit. <laughs> but but Curtis Lee was a complete fucking like not a complete idiot, but he's, he's buffoonish. Ba- he's batshit buffoonish. He's buffoonish. <laughs> he's you know he's like the crazy like uncle who yeah. like you know like you go visit every once in a while like in the projects you know who like spews like crazy conspiracy shit. And like halfway through the fucking Thanksgiving dinner, you're just like, dude, please turn it down a notch. You can't have this level of energy for this amount of time. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David and who had been left at the Wadi Basur. They went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. When David drew near to the people, he saluted them. So he fought all night. He ain't tired, but his men are fucking exhausted, it seems like. These 200 guys remind me of the guys that were like on the deck of the fucking... Uh, aircraft carrier when Maverick lands, Maverick and Iceman land at the yeah. end of a Top Gun. That's them, like cheering, like uh. back to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> then all the corrupt and worthless fellows among the men who had gone with David said, 
Because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except that each man may take his wife and children and leave. That's all. But David said, you shall not do so, my brothers. With what the Lord has given us, he has preserved us and handed over to us the raiding party that attacked us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For the share of the one who goes down into the battle shall be the same as the share of the one who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. From that day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel. It continues to the present day. All right. So basically, 400 men went. 200 men stayed behind. When they came back, the 200 men were like, yeah, give us our stuff. And some of the dicks in the 400 were like, fuck you. We did the work. You sat here sleeping by the fucking water. Fuck you. And Dave was like, no, nah, that ain't right, man. Share and share alike. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe next time you're going to be the tired one that can't Communist. go any further. He's a commie. Well, you know, it's not even that. It's just no that- wonder the Europeans are so fucking enthralled with David <laughs> and his nudity. Because <laughs> he's a fucking commie. I see what's going on. I'm just saying. The next time David calls up 600 people out of the fucking blue to go after people, maybe you'll be the tired one and you can't go on. Right. You went three fucking other times. I can't go this time and now I can't get someone to spoil? Right. Fuck you. That's the first union. Oh. Ah. Yeah, because every union has, like, the majority of the people who are, like, hardworking. And then you've got, like, the scumbags who take advantage of the fact that, like, nothing will ever happen to them. Because other people will always pick up the slack because they're responsible. So they're just pieces of shit. And they pretend, like, we're supposed to, like, be their friends and, like, fuck it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, fuck those people. You know, as you were, I was, a, I was a union member as well. And I was a union delegate for a little while. And 90% of a union delegate's job is to fight the battles for 10% of pieces of shit you wish yeah. they would just fucking fire. Yeah. Like, most of the time, like, there's, like, real shit that, like, you know, someone's getting their shit fucked by, like, the company, you know? And, but then it's, like, that 10% of the time that you feel dirty having to, like, fucking uh, defend, like, a scumbag. Uh. When David came to Ziglag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. So he's kicking it upstairs. I'm sorry. When David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, here's a present for you from the spoiler. Friends of ours, you got to kick it upstairs to the elders. Listen, it could also be like he's sort of beginning to establish his own fiefdom or kingdom. So he's trying to like set up alliances maybe with like his peoples back home, you know, like get not a little a trade going. Like, listen, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to fucking join you guys again, but I'm saying like, you know. Yeah. The lines of communication are open. Maybe I'm not a we scumbag. We got some foreskins for sale over Ugh, here. Gross. You know, if you want me to get Four some foreskins, get if your you fresh want me foreskins. To, if you need any foreskins, I'll gladly go and chop off foreskins. It was for those in Bethel, in Ramoth of the Najeb, in Jatir, in Aurora, in Sipmoth, in Esthemoa, in Rakal, in the towns of the... Jeremelites, in the town of the Kenites, in the Horma, Scott's about to pass in Bor Ashan, in Echach, in Hebron, all the places where David and his men had roamed. They could have just said that. They could have just said in all the places they had roamed. Uh, I guess it's important to name all of them. Name some of them so you understand the, 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 the dimension of it. Maybe. Or, counterpoint, these fucking... The Jewish, like, rabbis who wrote this, or priests, whatever they were called. I don't know if they were called rabbi. I don't know when they started being called rabbis. When they wrote this, right, the people in these towns, like, 
it's like a shout out to them. It's like a hip hop song, you know. Oh, you want to shout out like shit. all yeah. the fucking hood and like you know the block and like you know like all that shit. The heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. That's not hip hop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to, I I thought you would go to like BDP or something, you know, where he's like actually like naming people and neighborhoods. It. Brooklyn keeps on taking it. The Bronx keeps creating it, and Queens keeps there on faking go. it. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. So uh, the last uh, chapter of First Samuel, uh, we're oh, about shit. to close this is out. Season finale. We're closing it out. That's right. Oh shit! It is. It's a season finale. Yeah. All right. No need to hype it up, man. I mean, we talked about that last. Yeah, week. we did. Not, not as soon as I saw that we were the last chapter, like we did talk. And then about we read that. off like the chapter yeah. titles. Yeah. yeah. All right. First Samuel thirty-one: the death of Saul and his sons. That's that's the way to close it out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, you don't like red wedding that shit like the third episode in the season. <laughs> yeah. That shit was fucking crazy. All right. Yeah. The death of Saul and his sons. Is there a spoiler alert like timeline on that? So like, can I talk about the red wedding? Yes. I can. Yeah. Can. The time has passed. Yeah. I'll tell you why it doesn't even matter anymore. I will never rewatch that show I again ever. Because no matter how good the first, like, four seasons were, what they did the last, like, two seasons spoiled the show for me so badly that none of it, like, that beginning part, as good as it was, doesn't matter anymore because the characters are all buffoonish. Yeah, I don't care. Fuck them. Now, the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before the Philistines, and many fell on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines overtook Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. The battle pressed hard on Saul, and the archers found him, and he was badly wounded by them. Then Saul said to his armor bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it so that these uncircumcised may not come and thrust me through and make sport of me. Is he worried about them thrusting him through with their uncircumcised schlongs? Maybe, maybe. But his armor bearer was unwilling, for he was terrified. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men died together on the same day. It's like Custer. When the men of Israel who were on the other side of the valley and those beyond the Jordan saw that the men of Israel had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook their towns and fled. And the Philistines came and occupied them. That's bye how you do the shit, man. Yeah. Bye-bye, Saul. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't care. It's Fuck not me. just Saul. It's the greater implication of the Israelites fleeing these towns and the Philistines taking over these territories. What I'm liking so far about First Samuel, I guess, you know, the end of First Samuel since it's over, is they go into detail. 
I hate when like There's, at the end of chapters, yeah. they're, they're narratives. The end of the chapters where they're like, and the Israelites were under the yoke of some other ites for forty-five years with no details. Like mm. this is like you you see it coming. Like yeah, this is an yeah. actual like book, a short story. Yeah. Like yeah. this is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this happened for sure. You know how I know? Yeah. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's yes. in the Bible. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead. They found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. It's like the end of glory. You ever see glory? I didn't. You didn't? Is that with Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick, like Denzel Washington. Yes, it's a true story. He plays Colonel Robert Shaw. Like It's based on the letters that Robert Shaw sent to his parents during the war. He was the in command of the first black regiment that mm. saw like battle. Interesting. Never saw it? I didn't. I heard it was pretty good. Fucking amazing movie. Mm. Great, great, great movie. Mm. Um, that happened to them. They, they all got killed, and then the next day, like, eh, whatever. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head, stripped off his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to carry the good news to the houses of their idols and to the people. They put his armor in the temple of Astarte. Go ahead. The Astartes, that's another god. Is it? Yeah, the Astartes. So the Philistines, there you go. So Astarte is plural, by the way. So they put his armor in the temple of Astarte. So there's probably like lots of gods. Oh, because they're Philistines, bro. You know, they don't fucking know any better. I think they they did say in plural, they said Astartes at one point. Well, now it's a star day, and the footnote is that it's plural. Now they're French and fancy. (laughs) They put his armor... It's octopi, not octopuses. (laughs) They they put his armor in the temple of a star day, and they fastened his body to the wall of Beth Shan. Ew. But when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men set out, traveled all night long, and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan. They came to Jabesh and burned them there. Then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh and fasted seven days. Do you think when they cut Saul's head off, they were like, For Goliath! You know, like a... I didn't, but I do now. Yeah, that will forever be in my yeah. imagination now. Yeah. So who would he? Who were these clowns that went and took the body back? Like, see, you call them clowns, and I was just about to speak to. So, at, for as shitty as our perception of Saul was, he had his followers. Mm. He was like the Donald Trump of his day. No First, matter how many dumb, stupid fucking decisions he made, he had a group of people who just would not listen to any fucking sense or reason, Mm -hmm. who were so dug in and so pig-headed and fucking just dumb, dumb fucking idiots. Same thing. Mm. Past tense, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's... I'm not... There's good people on both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I, you know what? I'm fine with this. Like, they took his head off, and then they put their bodies on the wall. That's just weird and gross, and it's going to smell very quickly. So, these people that came and took the bodies and burned them actually did the Philistines a favor. Look, PR and getting your name out there, right? 
mm-hmm. like that story that you were telling me about like Curtis Lewa faking like yeah, the yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, you got to get your name out there, right? But PR gets refined. It's not like people like came up with PR and it was like refined and what it is today. Right, right. So people had to fuck. So like back then, people no were like, oh, we're going to fucking show how fucking kick ass we are. Cut off that guy's head and like put it up on display. He's not like he's a hothead like you. He's not <laughs> he, he's not thinking about like, you know, women and children are going to be like, well, maybe they might not want to see it on their way to market. You know, yeah, he's yeah. trying. The yeah. next guy was like. You know, I don't think that really worked last time. You know, let's try just the head without the body. <laughs> let's put the head on a bite. Yeah, so it, it took like, it took refining right, over right, years. All right, it makes sense. Then they were like, you know what? Maybe let's not put it in town. Let's put it like on the road into town to like warn people. Yeah, like, they kept toying with it. I, I saw a great meme of... um. It was UFO landed, like a flying saucer, and a couple of greys got out, right? It's three of them looking at, um, like, the crucifix, like a body, like, oh, like a Jesus yeah, Christ yeah. on it. And one of the aliens says to the other, goes, you know what we need to do? Get the fuck out of here is what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. All right, you know what we need to do? What do we need to do? We need to get the fuck out of here. Why? Well, the season's over. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we're going to see everyone... Next season. After the break. Whenever the fuck that is. All right, peace. Fuck off.